0: understanding the crisis. To understand the crisis, it's very important that we have this image or picture in your mind because everything started in the Garden of Eden where God and Adam and Eve were together in a bubble. I call it like the presence of God. Can you imagine? God was there, people were there, animals were there, the nature was there, and there were no such things as death or unrighteousness or sickness or loss. Because God's presence was with the people. And this bubble symbolizes actually the presence of God in our life. And I think if you are loving animals, here is good news. Because in that bubble, there were no fight between a dog and a cat actually. If you are in the bubble, for example, if you love the nature, there were no such thing as the pollution or a climate change actually, because it was in a perfect setting. Even if you love the Bible and you're a theological guy and a freak actually, in those days it was very simple. If you had a question, you just could ask God and God will answer response your question you had actually. That means God was with the people and the perfect nature and everything was with God. You know what happened actually is there were no lockdown. There were not the feeling like I oh, feel bored at home or I don't have quite able to work anymore. Or What about the vacation? It was a perfect setting and there were no such thing as a crisis. And I think this bubble symbolizes actually the garden Eden, the presence of God with people, with the nature, with animals. But here is the problem, and that problem has not changed over all the decades, actually. God said to Adam and Eve, hey, there are some trees, you can eat from them. There's one tree, and don't eat from that tree, otherwise you will lose the bubble, the presence of God. You know, the biggest problem actually is always we compare ourselves, right? And I think it hasn't changed at all. Often we think, even though if you're following Jesus Christ, often we think there is a one missing piece. There's one thing. It seems like God is not pleasing, is not loving us to give us. And all of a sudden we compare ourselves and think outside of that bubble, maybe life is better. And Adam and Eve made the decision to step out of that amazing bubble. And now... I step out and I want to show you right now what happens if we step out of that amazing bubble or the presence of God. So, if you step out right now and you're losing that bubble actually, what happens, and this is very important for you guys to understand, that the visible and the invisible world are, have splitted, they were not together anymore. And here's the whole problem started actually, because when you're stepping out of the bubble of God, of the kingdom of God, it's splitted it into the visible and the invisible world. And right now, all together, we're living in the visible world. If you believe in Jesus Christ or not, it doesn't matter. And this has a big effect actually how we think and how we live. A lot of people often they say, you know, I don't like the Christian motivational speeches. They're always so positive. You speak about every crisis is also a big chance. Or you're saying, we're entering that crisis, but we're coming out stronger like an eagle. And a lot of people say, I don't like that fact. It seems like that you Christians, you're denying the facts. You're closing your eyes for the reality. But there is a crisis. There is a virus. This is a climate change. There's some pollution. And why in the flipping world, you Christians, you deny? often the facts and hey here's good news we are not denying the facts we are not closing our eyes we made the decision that we lift our eyes upon God where all my help comes from because the invisible world is also very very reality action in our lives that means I don't close my eyes to the facts I fix my eyes to the one who is my helper. I refuse to close my eyes to the fact that God's presence is real. I refuse to close my eyes to the fact that God is my healer. I refuse to close my eyes to the fact that God is my best friend. I refuse to close my eyes to the fact that God is my protector, that God is my future, that God is my strength, that God is my help and my love. I refuse to close my eyes to the reality that the invisible God is reality like in the bubble in the beginning of Garden Eden. That means we Christians, we are supposed to fix our eyes upon Jesus. And right now in every crisis, you can fix your eyes on the facts, on reality. And I don't say it's wrong, but we are supposed to fix our eyes to the only one who the God who's almighty, all known and all the present. And that means it changed something. If you have a smartphone right now, can you take out your smartphone? And I would love to ask you a question how you handle right now situation or how are you feeling right now in that crisis? just send us um, your feelings because I really believe if we are in the visible world there are a lot of facts right now even though for me I'm not able to travel actually that means I'm every day at home I love to plan and right now the whole virus has a big effect on you and me and just write it down what is your feelings and longings and also your emotions It's so important right now in this crisis that we fix our eyes upon Jesus, where my help comes from. Hey, Carol, there are four pseudo truths actually in Christianity. And just can you share, are you able to share the four um, misconceptions that people have in their mind? The righteous suffer less. We learn something from suffering. All suffering has a purpose suffering is illegal or actually there shouldn't be any more suffering. thanks for sharing and I'm not sure what is your opinion in that but in Psalm 34 verse 90 and 20 the Bible gives us a very important explanation actually. The righteous person may have many troubles and check this out even in the visible world we're all in the same level if you believe in Christ or not we're going to some troubles but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects us all the bones. Not one of them will be broken. And that's why it's very important right now, if we are in this season of the visible, don't close your eyes and don't deny the facts that there is a God. Right now, we're not able to see God, but God is reality. And we're fixing our eyes upon the one who is able and still can transform our lives from every day. About that dimension, uh, Tobias Teichen from ICF Munich, he will share us how that will strengthen our faith when we believe that there is still a God and He's still able.
1: Thank you, Pastor Leo, for starting this message and to introduce this drawing. And I want to do the next step. So, we have now here two parts we have the invisible and the visible. And so, we go now in the perspective how can we see our crisis when we're in a crisis out of the invisible perspective on our lives? So, things change when we try to do this. The first thing is uh, that uh, our, I would say in German, our, our, thicker thin. So it means we get wiser, we stay on course despite headwind. And in uh, Romans, Romans 5 we read, but that's not all. We gladly suffer. We gladly suffer. What a, what a great text. We gladly suffer? So it means from the invisible perspective we have a totally different point of view. We gladly suffer. Why do we gladly suffer in a crisis like Corona? Because we know that suffering helps us to endure. And endurance builds character. And the problem is, I recognize there's no other way. There's no shortcut to a character. There is this way endurance builds character, which gives us hope that will never disappoint us. So we are very often disappointed in a crisis, but the Bible is telling us through endurance and through the through this process of building a character, we have a hope which not disappoints us. And all this happens because God has given us the Holy Spirit who fills our hearts with love. Endurance builds characters and this is a step. It's like if we recognize it as a crisis, it's like we have a headwind and it's like a surfer. When you see it like a kite surfing guy, when he's very good in kite surfing, he waits until the wind is strong enough before he goes out on the sea. Until then he stays at the beach, he's relaxing, drinking a cocktail, something like this, but when the wind is strong enough he goes out because he recognized a lot of training when the wind gets strong and he he trained it, then, then the adventure starts. So in crisis we have uh, challenges but on the other hand we have the possibility to experience relationships to God and to people in another uh, another, uh, level. So very often we are disappointed. The Bible is telling us that we are not disappointed after this process of the crisis where we go in the invisible, invisible perspective and stay close to God. But we are very often disappointed. Disappointed from people. In crisis, we recognize sometimes that we have friends and we thought they are friends, but in the crisis, they are not with us. Maybe they do things or they're not there, and I recognize, I thought you were a friend, but in Christ, I recognize you're not a real friend. Otherwise, other uh, other people I recognize, I never thought that this guy maybe is such a a big friend for me. And in crisis we recognize, I can really count on you. You are with me, uh, very close to me in the crisis. So in this process, we recognize sometimes it's very painful in crisis to recognize which, which relationships are good and which not. And where I have maybe a wrong perspective. But sometimes I recognize it's good to have pain on, the, on one side to be afterwards at the, at the, at the point to be more free. Like with my nose, uh, it was broken when I was 17 and uh, the doctor didn't make a good job. So I didn't have enough breath in, uh, through the nose in my life. So I always thought I should go for another operation, but I didn't want to go. So I thought, how could it be a little bit better? I thought I'd take our uh, Clemens from our church and I ask him, do, do you need an uh, operation too with your nose? I think uh, not because of uh, uh, sight, but because of he, his uh, breath. So I said, why don't you come with me in the, in the in the hospital? We take the same doctor, the same room, and the same day. And we went there and we had the operation. And afterwards, we looked like this. It was really painful. And um, so I start to tell him jokes uh, on the. First First day after the Operation. and he thought, oh, he said, oh, "That's not funny," gesagt, er Because when you smile, your face and it's painful at the nose. So he said Don't stop telling joke, jokes. But he told me jokes as well and we was laying there and a lot of pain but still we were laughing. <laughs> then we start to take a beamer inside of our room and start watching films and order pizza in the hospital because we said we now have to go through the pain because afterwards we have more breath in our life. And it's a picture for the Holy Spirit. When we go through the pain, when we stay close to God afterwards there's more Holy Spirit in our life. So the one thing is the relationship to people the other point is relationship to God. In crisis situations we think God is not there maybe it's like we are in a free fall situation. We fall, we fall and we think, uh, where's where God? And it's like a, a special agent, like a Mission Impossible. He's on, on, on this rope and he's going down, down, down and only two centimeters before ground, the, the, the rope is stopping. And uh, like the picture I brought to you. Mm-hmm. So it means in, in the Christ situation, I think I'm free falling and I'm afraid. But then when afterwards, when I recognize, I really fall and fall and fall. But I recognize God is really there at the bottom of the ground. So afterwards, I have more hope. It's like a friend of mine, he phoned me one night uh, during I was uh, watching soccer. It was this time before Corona when we had Champions League and I watched the best soccer team in the world, Bavaria Munich. And he he was calling me and I thought, oh no, I I, I will call him back tomorrow because now I have to watch my team. Next day I called him and said, what, what happened yesterday? He said, you know, I had such a big crisis. I tried to phone you. I said, oh, I'm sorry. And I said, yeah. And I tried to phone all the guys in the in the small group. Nobody was available. I said, I'm so sorry. He said, no, you don't have to be uh, sorry because it was the best thing for me that I didn't reach anybody in the small group. I said, why? He said, because then I had to search God by myself. I had to open my the Bible by myself. I had to pray by myself and he said and I experienced God in a way I never experienced before because until then I always went to people before I went to God and after this crisis situation I know from now on I will go first to God and then to people. So in his life things changed because he recognized in the crisis there's another perspective from the invisible point of view. So the next step will be not only the different perspective from the invisible point of view because uh, Pastor Leo will tell us now what it means Then we, when we have a different perspective, what can be, uh, what, how can God use us on this world in the other uh, way around.
0: Pastor Dobais, thank you so much for sharing so many, so many truths and nuggets actually. And what is cool actually, if we are in a crisis fixing our eyes upon Jesus, that means the invisible world becomes reality. And what happens actually, we start to sitting, with Christ in heavenly places. And I like that quote actually. That means we are connecting with the healing, provision and breakthroughs of God Almighty. That means heaven is reality. And when we are sitting together with God, what happens actually is a circle... All of a sudden, the kingdom of God, the invisible, comes down into the visible world. That means the kingdom of heaven comes down on earth. And how in the world will that happen, actually? It's quite simple. We became God's messenger We become in God's hands and feet. That means we are supposed to bring the kingdom of God in our neighborhoods, on a working place, wherever we work or wherever we are. For example, we are sharing the good news with our feet. Wherever we go, we bring the gospel into our neighborhood. Our hands. Christians, we are supposed to once if we are seeing a need, we help with our hands. We have some ears. We are able to hear the cry of the people. We have some eyes. We can see all the needs. And not only that, God has given us a tongue and with the tongue, you can share a word or a prophetic word, or you can pray for a person for healing, for provision. And I really believe in the tongue, there is the transforming power from heaven. And if we are fixing our eyes upon Jesus Christ into the invisible world, what happens is we're sitting with Christ in heavenly places, and let's bring heaven down. On earth, that means every crisis is also a big opportunity to enlarge the kingdom of God. And here is a story of Pastor Frauke Deichen, how she brought heaven down on earth.
2: It was the second Corona restriction week. We had a lot to do, many new projects, a lot of homeschooling. Our church was moving to online church. And so we just had a little time as family. And because there was not so much time, I didn't have any time for cleaning the house and I don't know if you can imagine, our house was so dirty. There was so much dirt on the floor that it was even crunching when I was walking over it. There was a beautiful sun outside, but we couldn't see the sun because the windows were so dirty in the meantime. And um, it was so dirty in the bathrooms, my hair everywhere, the toilets... I don't want to tell you any details. I think you have the picture. And I thought I have to clean the house, but I didn't have any idea how I could do that. So I talked to God about that and um, I told him and then I had the impression, oh, I can just close my eyes and go through it because... And nobody, nobody will visit it anyway because it's not allowed. And then I thought, oh, it would be so great if someone could, could help me. And the next day, you cannot imagine, the next day I had this message from my friend. And she said, dear Frauke, I thought in the last few days that I would like to encourage you and I would love to do something for you. And I seriously considered whether I should clean your home then you could have time for child husband and your church and in the first moment i thought oh no that's not possible i cannot take that because it's so disgusting at home it's so dirty but at the second time i thought what a beautiful idea I felt so loved from God because He sees in my situation. And He gave this idea to my friend. And she has three little children at home and a husband who is hardworking. And she had to organize everything. But then she came to our house. My husband and my son, we made a little bike tour. And in this time, she cleaned the whole house, the windows, every toilet. And when we came home everything was clean and there was even a little a little present on the table and I was so touched and so overwhelmed because that was like a kiss from heaven and that was just how this little thing brought heaven to earth for me.
0: Hey, thanks, Pastor Frauke, for sharing an amazing story, actually, how we become the salt and the light on this earth, bringing down heaven on earth. And this is very important that you understand the power of Christ. The power of Christ starts because actually we stepped out of the bubble of God, of the presence of God, every one of each of one. It's not only the fault of Adam and Eve, we're all in the same boat. We're all sinners. We're all falling short. This is very important to understand that. But... We are fixing our eyes into the invisible world. That means we believe that the kingdom of God is reality. I will not deny the fact. There are some facts, but this good news, I deny the fact. But we believe that God can turn the facts into a miracle. God can turn the fact into a transforming power and can change everything. And we are supposed to bring heaven down on earth this is the job for every believer this is a job for every Christian this is a job for every single church or small group or ministry we're bringing down heaven on earth that's why the church is the hope of the world and we become the salt and the light I want to read you a Bible verse in Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 do not be anxious about anything here right now there's some facts they are frightening you, maybe, but don't worry about anything. It goes on, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, presents and your request to God. And all the peace of God, if transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. If we are fixing our eyes upon Jesus, peace comes down. It doesn't matter which circumstances we are in. And this doesn't make sense for every unbeliever, but we are Christians. We are surrounded with a peace, with a hope. It's bigger than anything else. So I want to give you a practical advice in the in the in the, in the closing of the message. This week I did a surrounding worry contract. Yes, I surrounding worry contract because I realized I worry also a little bit about my vacation, about my travelings, about so many things. I said to God, Come on, stop. There's some facts, but I will not worry right now. Worry means I have a splitted attitude and I will not believe like this split attitude. I want to have one full heart believing that God is good all the time. Please just take out your smartphone and you can do this online. Just fill in your name and say, for example, bigger, surrendering, worry, Contracted means God, I put in my name. And this is right now a contract in the seen and on world. And I will make a statement right now. I will not worry anymore. I lay down everything into your hands and I'm surrounded, not only by God, by angels too. Can we do this for a moment? Just put out your smartphone and just do a surrounding worry contract with God. And this is an amazing statement right now because you cannot change anything. But the future, God holds the future in His hands. That means our future is in the right hand. And that's a statement.
1: Till be his face.
0: Amazing song, this song creates so many hope, and it's an amazing statement that the blessing of God goes into one thousand generation. It's not crazy. The Baba says the curse goes to the three, fourth generation the blessing to 1,000 generation, from the kids to 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 the kids that means the invisible world is actually a fact that God is here right now and I would love to pray right now for all those people maybe in this season right now you lost the connection with God or maybe along your journey you lost the peace with God and you feel like not connected with God anymore it can happen actually in our faith in our walk with God sometimes things are happening and we don't understand we don't get it, even though as a Christians, as a believers, because there's some facts right now, it seems for you like a contradiction about the goodness and grace of God actually. And right now, maybe if you have never given your life to Jesus Christ and you say Pastor Leo, I need a recommitment or I want to receive Christ right now because I really want to make Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And then let's just pray with me. And it's very easy. You only one prayer away to be reconnected for the very first time or again with our God Almighty. And please pray with me and say, Dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. I have failed and I have sinned. And I ask you right now for forgiveness. I receive your forgiveness. And I make you as my Lord and Savior. Be my center. Please lead me and guide me. Please bless me and protect me. I want to be yours forever. And the Bible says, when you practice prayer, prayer, you are forgiven. You belong to the family of God. Welcome home. God has put your name in His hand. That means every single morning, God reminds about you. And that's actually good news. For all those people right now, you, you, you signed the contract about worry. It's a statement. It's very important because often, I want to be honest, often what I see has a big effect of my walk, of my thoughts, how I talk and what I hear. And all newspapers around the globe is so negative about the virus. And the virus is is a fact. I don't deny the fact. This is a fact. But I will not close my eyes and I will refuse to close my eyes to the fact, there are some facts that God is good and God is able and God is still the healer God is still my provider I need provision so many people right now you need the provision God God provides you ready right now so many people right now you need the peace of God you're living in your four walls and it feels so bored and you feel like the love of God has disappeared that's why just sing this song as a statement the blessing of God goes into 1000 generations and we cannot stop to be the blessing the salt and the light on this earth we are the messengers for christ and we share the good news we pray for the sick people with our hands we are blessing people because we see the need we hear the need we can feel the need but speak this out over your husband over your kids over your family over your church over your ministry over your company i'm blessed because god is upon my side come on church
2: they expect
0: sing this song this is a statement because i'm not sure about your family about your tribe about your relatives maybe right now you are believing in jesus christ and your kids drifted far away from god and you say oh my gosh that's an amazing song but in my family it looks like the opposite my kids are not following jesus christ and how can it be that from that generation to the next generation is the blessing of god or right now you started a new company and to the lockdown it looks like that you're losing your business you're losing your calling it looks like you are bankrupt and there is no money anymore for some people right now you are single still single you're at home and you're saying i'm alone hey i want to give you a statement right now you're never alone you're surrounded by angels Every time in my apartment I say, hey, family, we are not alone. We are surrounded by angels. And this is a fact and this is reality. Right now, what we can do in this uh, amazing crisis, actually, there's a lot of things. Pray more, read a good book, read the Bible. And for me, for example, the last couple of weeks, I spent so much money because... We cannot go out for a dinner, for a cinema, for a vacation. And I saved some money. And the question was for me, what, what should I do with the money? And God really spoke to me and said, it's very important in those seasons when you're entering a crisis, put the main thing and make the main thing again to the main thing. And I took the money I saved. And I gave it to the church because I believe in a crisis that every single church, if you put Jesus back into the center, we come stronger out than we enter in, into that season. This is really what I believe. Christ, crisis, where, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And giving the money I saved to the local church is a statement in the unseen world. It's a statement. My heart is in the kingdom of God. My heart belongs to God and I trust that God is my provider because I need Him. Whatever your situation is right now, if you're sick, your kids are not falling in Jesus Christ or you're bored or you're afraid of losing anything, that's why. Sing that song as a statement because the invisible God is visible right now to that song sing it out for your husband for your wife for your kids for your ministry for your church for your company for your neighborhoods come on